If you were under the mistletoe with your dream person, who would it be? Can't say your wife. I can't say my wife. We all know she's number one. I, I'm not even going to participate in this because who else would it be? Salma Hayek would be mine. <laughs> I think this whole thing was a stupid ruse for or, you to tell me like Salma Hayek. One of those two. That this this you never cared for one second about what my answer was. I, I you do. just wanted to tell me <laughs> that you liked Selma Hayek and Jennifer Love Hewitt, and I caught you. <laughs> I so caught you. <sighs> All right. So your answer is Dino. What? Your answer is Dino. Yeah, of course, my okay. wife. Uh, if not her, Tom Selleck. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome in to another episode of the Backroads and Bonfires podcast. Uh, wherever you are, just imagine yourself taking in the smell of burning wood. You're with your friends. You're about to have an awesome conversation. Just sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode. I am your host, Adam Pedersen, joined by the lovely Burke. Lovely? I feel like I want to say a full first and last name, but it's Burke. It's yeah, Burke. lovely. I like uh, your hat, by the way. Pedersen Farms, courtesy of Tyler Pedersen. Yes, Long sir. time listener. Long time listener. Not yet a first time caller. No, we need to get him on the line. <laughs> oh, shoot a He's mile! A great guy. Yeah. Well, Burke and I are sitting here bringing you the content uh, at the at the fire of a candle. It's a very romantic setting. That's supposed to smell like marshmallow. I don't know. Maybe. That's what it says. Oh, I guess it is. I just felt like my apartment had like a uh like a nursing home smell. So I lit a candle. I I couldn't tell anything when I came <laughs> in. Uh all right. I need to before we get started here, I need Some, a- something's up. I can't smell or taste anything today. <laughs> <laughs> well, good thing we're sitting six feet apart. I'm joking, <laughs> listeners. Settle down. Uh a long time ago, like a year ago on this podcast, I ended one episode saying I really needed to find a new teen drama to watch. I, I was hankering for a teen drama. I don't know why I'm into that. So I had some friends talk me into watching One Tree Hill. So, so I just, when you said I need to find a new teen drama to, to watch, what you meant was I need to find an old teen. Yeah, sorry. That, that's from when we were in high school. New as in one I hadn't seen yet. Yeah, it started 2002, I think. Chad Michael Murray. Chad Michael who's Murray. The, who's the female in that? Oh, man. I don't know any of their names, but there's like three main ones. I just remember Chad Michael Murray would do that like steely stare a lot. Like, oh, yeah. he's He was like Blue Steel before. Well, was he before Blue yeah, Steel? It was around the same time. Yeah. So it's... Uh, they were contemporaries. I'm almost through season three. Um, so I know the crowd's been sitting on pins and needles for about 360 days wondering. 
if I found one. So I had to let him know. It's a roller coaster of emotions, this show. Let yeah, me tell you. It's sorry, man. I'm Team OC all day. <laughs> I've never seen it. Right. I need to watch the OC someday. You watch OC, you'll never watch One Tree Hill again. <laughs> I will say a discovery I have found the worst character in cinematic history is in One Tree Hill. He he makes me legit mad. He makes you more mad than the dad in Kindergarten Cop that kidnaps Dominic? Uh, have I seen Kindergarten Cop? I feel like I have, but I don't remember the kidnapping dad. He's really bad. Hmm. He wears a greasy ponytail. Ooh. Double-breasted suits. Maybe I need to watch K-Cop and decide if he's worse than Dan Scott. Dan Scott, worst character of all time. Currently, I need to watch Kindergarten Cop and find out. Dominic's dad makes Dan Scott look like a walk in the park. <laughs> Oh, man. All right. I need to share something that grinds my gears. Okay. I hope you're ready for this. The other day, I'm watching a show, and it's one of those scenes where someone gets in a car. They weren't mad at the person they were talking to. They could finish their conversation, get in the car, and drive off. Here's what bothers me. No matter the mood someone's in, in a movie or a show, why, when they get in a car and drive off, is the... If it's the director, the producer who decides this, why do they always have to speed off like they're super pissed and it always makes the squealing tires noise and the car will fishtail it'll going down the road? Even when I'm... I'm over it. I hate it. Even when I'm legitimately angry and get in a car and leave, I've never squawked the tires on my way yeah. out yet. It happens a lot in, in film. It's starting to really... I've never really thought about it before, but I'm bothered by it now. I don't know if it fishtails all the time on TV or movies, no. but it's always a little like... They always chirp it a little bit on their way out. Yeah. It, and the person speeds off like they're about like they're late for school or something. I don't understand. See, like, in real life, just have normal drive offs. If this was real and was a portrayal of my life, every time I'm mad and take off, you just hear like my radio blasting. Cut my life into pieces. <laughs> <laughs> That's oh, how I let him know I'm muffled mad. through the windows. I just play Papa Roach. Papa Roach. Uh, Suffocation. No breathing. Yeah. <laughs> Ryan gets in his car. Gosh, dang it. And then for like 10 seconds, you have to like open up your phone, search for Papa Roach and play it before you can take off. And I then keep, you can throw it in reverse and leave. I keep it in the tape deck. Oh, my bad. Um, it's always right. You know those cars from the 80s and 90s that had the seatbelt attached to the door and it would like mechanically go? <laughs> yes. I bet you feel like an idiot when you're like pissed off and you <laughs> slam the door and then that thing, you have to wait for it to like get out of your line of sight and... I bet it just takes a little bit of <laughs> yes. the sting out of your anger. Oh, man. That reminds me of uh, what movie? I can't remember. It's, it's, it has to be a parody movie. Someone like was arguing with their spouse or significant other, but the person was uh, had to use one of those like stairway railing chairs mm, to yeah. get upstairs. And they yeah, got what into a mad fight. I can't remember, but they got into a fight, and then he just sits there fuming at her while she slowly uh -huh. pushes the button to go I to the remember top. that too so but funny. I can't remember what movie that's from oh, it's awkward but so funny I sent you a uh, picture of just wood paneling yesterday yes <laughs> I love that it so was much. like the type of veneer wood paneling that would have been on the walls of homes in the yep. 70s 80s oh yeah some of them lasted into the 90s oh yes and did you agree with my comment that if you grew up in a home with this kind of wood paneling, your parents definitely use the ashtrays and cars. <laughs> Couldn't agree more. Not only did I agree, I lived it. I, I had I a friend in sixth grade. I lived it. I sent that same picture to my brothers and just said, if you grew up with this kind of wood paneling, you definitely got spanked as a child. 
dude. That's not a talk about what, your feelings. What you're school. saying is just literally so true because I lived it with a certain friendship. Oh, man. All right. I got a thought for you. I would love to hear it. Do you remember when we were kids? Did you used to get super psyched in the morning um, when the back of the cereal box had some really good stuff to read? Oh, yeah. Were you always like I would get super pumped. And I'm like, oh, there's like a like a word find. Yes. Or, or it's like a find the hidden pictures. Like, yeah, maybe they put like it's a whole collage of pictures. And they're like, find the 12 crunch berries. And you got to like look around. Some of them had a lot of text on the back that you could read. Oh, yeah. Always super annoyed when there's not a good kid's cereal selection. So you got to eat like your mom's bran flakes or like grape nuts. <laughs> and they did not make the back of the box for the kids. No, but garbage. I have a lot of memories of sitting at the table. It's still dark out because I rode the bus and just really, really digging into the back of the box and getting some reading done and being just being pumped. And I'm like, yeah, this is a good box to read. Yeah. Stimulating your brain before school. Like yeah. a warm up. Sometimes they'd have little word searches or stuff like that. So I thought of this because one of my kids was reading the back of the cereal box. And I was like, I haven't read the back of a cereal box in a long time. But that, that was my first reading of the day, usually. Yeah. That, man, that's amazing. First of all, I haven't thought about. I remember some of them also had a good maze. Yeah. A good a maze, maze was fun. Having kids has got to be like a nice little time capsule at times. No. No. <laughs> Next topic. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, I mean, because you're constantly uh, thinking about what was I doing when I was their age yeah. and what was the, whatever they're currently doing. Like, what was our version of that when we were young? But back of the cereal box. Man, I remember. Let's see here. I was big into, like like we discussed on this podcast once, I was big into the Plains, the Crispix, the Rice Krispies. I feel like Rice Krispies and Corn Pops, I always remember having a good back. What? But I don't know. No. Rice Krispies, no. I feel like, was always like, here's a bunch of recipes that involve Rice Krispies. That's a great call. Because great it was like call. so many moms bought it as a thing to add to other things. Yes, that's a good call. Your best back of the boxes were going to be like Cocoa Puffs, Any Cap and Crunch, mm. Cookie Crisp. Fruity Peas. Fruity Peas were going to be good. Yeah. Um, maybe a little Apple Jacks might be mm. pretty good. Want something wild? Cheerios, surprisingly, not that good. Yep. Again, kind plain. of an older plain cereal. Yeah. Yeah. I've never had Apple Jacks in my life. Really? Yeah, really. Oh, I feel you're like missing out. And I love oh, cereal. Fruit Loops was a good back of the box. Yeah. That, solid. Cocoa Puffs is probably the best literature you're going to find on the back of a cereal box. I love it. Oh, man. I love it so much. When you went to the doctor, did you ever look at Highlights magazines in the waiting room? Mm, of course. I don't remember any other parts of highlight magazines besides the picture find. Hmm. Do you remember, you know, the picture find? Oh yeah. I did not look at any other part of the magazine. Once I found all the pictures, I would just go to the rack and grab a different highlights magazine. And I would always get really mad if some kid had circled all the pictures. <laughs> it just gave away the answers. Be a good neighbor. Yeah. Like that's selfish. That's just a, Sorry, but that's a b-hole move. It's a b-hole move. I remember, like, my mom was adamant, like, we don't circle the highlights because other kids need to look at this too while mm -hmm. they're waiting to get their, I don't know, strep throat test or something. Whatever yeah. we're in the doctor's office for, usually like a sports physical or something. Yep, man. But yeah, those kids that did that, I probably a little unhappy with their. Most of them are life. probably in jail by now. Yeah, they're probably doing minimum five to ten in Polk County. 
Yeah. And when they get out, you get you know they're sleeping with socks on. Yeah. Psychos. Yep. And they're using the ashtrays in their cars. <laughs> oh, well, I went out. I went to Storm Lake the other day. I had to run some errands. And I just, I wrote some notes down. I just, I had this experience while I was in Storm Lake. And it was just a great depiction of the roller coaster wild world we live in. So I had to go to Walmart and get some stuff. First of all, I had a very poor experience with some a worker at Walmart trying to help me. And I got frustrated. And then I had to wait. There were so many people in the self-checkout. There was a line for the checkouts, which I don't know. They got 20-some self-checkouts using a line. Had to wait. So I got more upset. Then I ran into someone I knew. Had a pleasant conversation. So I was happy again. Go out to have to get diesel in the diesel pumps. There was a bunch of non-diesel cars sitting in the diesel pumps. That really bothers me. Mm-hmm. It like it sends me it sends me to dark places. Do you have like a chemical imbalance? I, it's, I very well. Could. Why why do your emotions fluctuate so greatly? <laughs> I don't know. And then I finally the cars finally leave, and then I start pumping diesel, and the diesels. And then you realized I'm driving a gas engine vehicle, <laughs> and then you got really upset. <laughs> yes, took me like thirty minutes to fill my truck because the diesel was going so slow because it was cold. So now I'm just down in the dumps again. Mm-hmm. I go to Subway. The Subway worker, great guy. Is this the sandwich shop or the mass transit? Sandwich shop. Okay. Didn't I, have to use the mass transit I don't think Storm like, had a subway nope. system. Okay. Didn't have to take the tube that day. Okay. Mind the gap. Yeah. And so, great worker. Talked to him plenty of times when I go there. But he's stressed. And there's a huge line of people behind me because two workers that were supposed to come in didn't come in that day. Mm-hmm. And so, he's stressed. He's in a bad mood. It's taken a long time. I'm just trying to assure him it's all good. He's doing a great job. So then you're kind of down in the dump some more. I go to leave Subway. One of the wildest things I've ever experienced. Some kid had walked in and sat at a table in the corner of Subway and started. I don't know if he was given a debate, like a debating someone at school the next day or like giving a speech for a class. Just sits in the corner and faces the window that faces Lake Avenue and Subway and starts rehearsing his speech out loud in front of like 15 people and he's like yelling and making points and talking out loud and everyone's staring at him trying not to laugh out loud it was was he making good points uh, what was he arguing against i don't remember i was laughing so hard to myself i can't remember what he was talking about high school age yeah he was probably 16 17 and it was hilarious and it made me so happy when i left and that's just a great depiction of the ups and downs of life right yeah you could choose to just be more steady <laughs> and not get so rattled. But uh, that is, yeah. When I listen back to that story, it might not be very good. I might No, that's it. a fine story. I just, what a weird thing for that kid to do. Yeah. I, I might be let things affect me too much. Probably. Yeah. Probably. That's um, how it goes. Speaking of kids, went to my kid's Christmas concert this week. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we do it right here. At Alto Aurelia. The concert starts at 4, which is fantastic. We don't have to get the kids home, keep them in their nice clothes, try to feed them, get them back to the school. Um, they start to get tired by the time the concert even starts. When I was a kid, the concert was like a 6, 7 o'clock start. Yep. And we'd go home. Then our parents would have to... F- be- I remember those nights my parents would be like, hurry up and eat something because we got to get you in your dress clothes. We got to get you back up to the school. Your brother... Your brother's got to be there at this time. You got to be there at that time. And all stress. It's and then like the kids are getting tired. The little kids are yawning while they're up there on the stage. And it's just kind of a it's 
it's it's kind of an S show. Um, <laughs> we all, but we also had an auditorium at my school, which was nice, really comfortable seating for the parents. We don't have that here. We have a gym, and I just appreciate that each class gets up there. They sing two, maybe three songs tops. Uh, they're just playing the hits, Hickory Dickory Dock, Jingle Bells, you know, yeah. the stuff you pay to see. Oh, yeah. It's what you want to hear. Oh, yeah. Um, and they're like shorter renditions of that. And then you're in, you're out, you're home for dinner. It's just a, I really appreciate the way we do those here. Huh. But I, nice. I, again, made me think of when I was a kid. I, I enjoyed the Christmas concert night. It was kind of exciting. Same. And like I said, we had an auditorium with a stage and these stage lights and you couldn't see anybody and you just felt like you were on Broadway or something. Yeah. And that would have been an awesome experience. I found the old home movies of our Christmas concert. Um, they're pretty funny. Did you convert them to DVD or what? Um, I think so. Man, that's awesome. I think I've got them digitized now. There's a lot of footage from high school I wish I had. My mom just gave me like 15 camcorder tapes and asked me to get them converted for us. So Man, that's I'll amazing. be interested to see what's on those tapes. Amazing. So you didn't ha- you didn't you had the rare experience like of an actual like living the big time concert. You didn't have the risers that you had to wheel in and we had set risers, the but gym. they were on a stage in, uh, a, in an auditorium. Yeah, because the kids aren't all the same height, so we had to stand. That's great. And there's it's like every year at between you know kindergarten through fifth grade somebody's puking or somebody's passing out and falling off that riser yeah. every year. Well, I remember one year the the sound went out and we had to sing Rock and Robin acapella. <laughs> tweet, tweet. He rocks in the treetops. <laughs> That's all. awesome. Yeah, we really, uh, we <laughs> stepped up. We didn't miss a beat. I remember we were all like, all right, guys, give the people what they want. We got to <laughs> find a way. The recording's gone out. Mrs. Coverdall, God bless her. She jumped on the piano. I love it. And we we powered through and we gave those people the show that they paid to see. So there's always a little intermission, too, between some of the grades and you get some Christmas cookies out of yeah. the concession stand. But, um, man, I actually really enjoyed Christmas concert as a yep. kid. Um, it's not as fun as a parent. I imagine. But, but see, with my parents, when we got to the school, mm-hmm. you just send them to the teacher and we all had to hang out in the choir room, which was behind the stage. Mm-hmm. My parents just sat in these comfy flip-down seats in the auditorium. They they were kind of kid-free for the evening, yeah. honestly. It was like a date night. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. And then they would pick us up you know, afterward. You, you'd go to the, the side door by yep. the band room and whatever, and you'd, they'd pick you up. But they didn't have to watch us, which was kind of – maybe the, maybe they kind of liked it. But yeah, they looked forward to concerts. They didn't have to sit in bleachers. Yeah. So – I appreciate that, that that the fact that we're in bleachers, the school just they just keep it moving. It's yeah. a really quick concert. So I have like forever ingrained in my head. I just remember when we'd be set when I'd see them setting up for those concerts. We'd have like rehearsal in the gym, and the janitor would be in there dragging those risers out, trying to hook them together. And we had like a big backdrop we put behind them too. Yeah, like for the sound, sound resonate, oh, yeah. yeah, acoustics. And the janitor is just like I'll never forget. He always looks like. He's about to just drop down and like really struggling, sweating everywhere, trying to drag these big risers. So I'd always, I remember I'd always step in and help the guy set up for the concert. I was like, when you were a little kid, I'm not sure this guy. No, when I got older, (laughs) when I was in like high school, we were setting up for him. I was just always thought, I'm not sure he's going to be okay. He looks like he's struggling a little bit. That's very nice of you. But you know what? That's what you got to do, I guess. We used to sing, uh, do you remember some of the songs you had to sing? For Christmas concert? Click, click, click. Yeah, we do those. Uh, me and my, uh, me and Brett Derek, who's been on this podcast, we were a trio. One year we sang uh, Little Saint Nick, the Beach Boys version. 
at a Christmas concert, the three of us. Wow. You know what song I'm talking about? No, but I it's wish there was. Little Saint Nick, Little Saint Nick. <laughs> I wish the there was Boys video version. of it. I would watch that. <laughs> um, no, I just remember a lot of, yeah, up on the rooftop, click, click, click. Probably some jingle bells. We didn't get to, we didn't work in any Batman smells, but that would have been good. Wow. Um, it got robbed. So the weather has turned here. Yeah, it it's has. cold. And it's reminded me of one of life's dumbest flexes. And that's the middle school kid who refuses to wear a coat or he wears <laughs> shorts because I'll be darned if he's going to be some pansy who yes. who wears pants and coats. Like my daughter's in sixth grade and we drove by this kid that was wearing shorts as he walked through snow. And my daughter just goes, that is so dumb. Yes. Nobody thinks you're tough. I wear pants. It. I love it. That's what she said to me in the car. Like, just dad, why do they do that? I go. I don't know. You're not going to make sense of a middle school boy's brain. Yep. It's not functioning properly. And there's some weird satisfaction that middle school boys get of standing at a bus stop, shivering in a t-shirt and going, I'm not cold. Mm-hmm. I don't know about you, but I'm not cold. Just, I think it's hot out here. <laughs> I don't even need a coat. I, I don't even feel it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yes. It's the dumbest it's flex. Dumb. Because no girl has ever been like, it's so hot that he never gets cold. I just want to date that guy. He's mm-hmm. never cold. Yeah. Yeah. I had a friend growing up my whole life who all never wore a coat. And I always told him he was an idiot. Uh, Thomas Hansen, everyone. Anyway, <laughs> uh, that reminds me. Did he wear gym shorts in winter and think it was tough? Uh, I can't remember if he wore shorts. Probably. He probably wore shorts. T-shirt. It's dumb. What are you doing, buddy? See, I wore coats, but I would still like wear a T-shirt or something. I remember my mom sometimes would be like. It's too cold to be wearing t-shirts to school. And I'd say, well, here's the deal, mom. We go to school inside now. So that's a bonus. Yeah. It's about <laughs> 70 degrees in there. I got my coat. I yeah. just got to get from the car to the school. We're yeah. good. We're good. We ain't doing school in the one room schoolhouse anymore, mom. Yeah. But the no jacket makes no sense. None. I still go shorts, winter coat when I like go to youth group. I run from my truck to the door. But you got to be in shorts at youth group. You got to be agile. No. Nah. Y- have you ever seen me wear shorts? I, it's, play, I it's played basketball rare. with you once yeah, and you but wore them. It's rare. I'm Very a rare. big pants guy. I love shorts so much. Even in the summer, big pants guy. Mm-hmm. I don't think I look good in shorts. I think I look great in shorts, even though my legs look disgusting. I do think the older you get, the worse you look in shorts. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think you're right. I had a youth group kid come up to me Sunday night and goes, what are all those bruises all over your legs? And you're like, those are tattoos. <laughs> and I was like, well... This mark here is my permanent scar from trying to be cool on the diving board at Challenge last summer. And then I got cuts all over because I like to wear shorts on the farm, too. Do you have tattoos on your legs? My right leg. I got a big old calf tat. That's what I thought. Yeah. And then I have, I love to wear shorts on the farm in the summer. And I've got permanent scars all over the place from smashing my legs on stuff without pants on. Oh, man. I love pants. I like to wear, I like to wear shorts when I get home. Yeah. And I'm done for the evening. But I don't know. When I'm out around other adults, I'm, I'm, pants guy yeah so you were talking about middle school boy who doesn't wear coat yeah. and uh the other day i was filming my next youtube video by the way at the campus of Buena Vista university and uh there was a kid walking in shorts and a t-shirt and the wind chill the day we were there doing it was about six it was cold mm-hmm. it was windy and he was walk. he walks out of a, a classroom towards like the main tunnel at bb where you go into like the commons area and he walks by us and i go 
I go, pal, didn't your mom ever tell you to wear a coat or something? He just kind of turned and chuckled at me. I'm turning into an old man telling kids to wear coats. You don't want to. You don't want to hook up to a guy like that in life as like nah. a business partner or. A I mean, spouse. he's still doing it at 20. I know, but here's the problem with that guy. It reveals a stubbornness to a flaw. Ooh, good call. Yeah, he he blew me off when I asked him to he's answer a question. Full. He's fully aware of how dumb it is to dress like that in the winter, mm-hmm. but he's committing to it because his ego and his pride will not let him put the jacket on in the pants. Mm-hmm. And that's a guy that you can't be in business with and you probably don't want to, you know, be married to because yep. he's going to, he's going to be stubborn to a flaw. Yeah. He, it, it's normal for a middle school boy to be like that. It's not normal for a 20 year old. He's got to yep. grow up. He's got, it's time to grow up. Peter Pan. Yep. Put that coat on. Welcome to the adult world. Nobody's impressed. In fact, it's hurting your street cred. And another flaw, his shorts and his shirt were the same exact color. And that just looks goofy. What's that called? Monochrome? Yeah. I'm not going to fault him for that. It's the the pride. It's the ego of not wearing a coat and pants in the middle of frigid winter weather. Well, he's going to pay for it when he catches a cold. Yes. He is? Revenge is sweet. Yeah. Hey. Yes, sir. Playing the long game. I love it. <laughs> you ever see the movie Almost uh, Heroes? No. Oh, my gosh. So funny. Chris Farley, Matthew Perry. That's another one we got to watch. Racing to beat Lewis and Clark to the Pacific Northwest. <laughs> that sounds awesome. And there's a bear that attacks their camp and hauls one of the guys off, and he comes back, like, missing a leg. And they're like, aren't you going to organize a search party to go get the bear and for attacking me? And Matthew Perry goes... I figure we'll let the ravages of old age get to that bear. And the guy, got, the guy's so dumb. He just goes, "Ah, revenge is sweet." Uh, <laughs> oh man, I love it. That movie's fantastic. Yeah, I gotta watch it. I think it's Farley's second to last movie. I think Dirty Work was his last movie. Mm, what a way to go out, right? What do you got for um, me over there? Well, I was just—I wasn't planning on doing this, but I want to ask you. So, a question I was—I was interviewing. BB students when I was at their campus mm-hmm. and I was one of the questions I was asking them was if you were under the mistletoe with your dream person who would it be can't say your wife I can't say my wife we all know she's number one I I'm not even going to participate in this because who else would it be Salma Hayek would be mine <laughs> I think this whole thing was a stupid ruse for or, you to tell me you like Selma Hayek. One of those two. That this this you never cared for one second about what my answer was. I, I you do. just wanted to tell me <laughs> that you liked Selma Hayek and Jennifer Love Hewitt, and I caught you. <laughs> I so caught you. <sighs> All right. So your answer is Dino. What? Your answer is Dino. Yeah, of course, my okay. wife. Uh, if not her, Tom Selleck. <laughs> oh yeah, buddy. <laughs> I uh, asked a kid, one of the kids there uh, said Christina Ricci. Caught me off guard. Christina Ricci from the 90s Adams Family and the cinematic masterpiece Casper starring Devin Sawa. (laughs) Right? I think, dude, I think we need to start a new like six degrees of Devin Sawa in our life. Devin Sawa's popping up in our life a lot lately. Can you get Jennifer Love Hewitt to Devin Sawa? What's the quickest way you could get her there? Hmm, So she's in Can't Hardly Wait. With Seth Green. Ooh. Was Seth Green and anything with Devin Sawa? Hold on. 
What about uh, has Jennifer Love Hewitt been in a movie with? Wait, 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 wait. What's? I think I can do this. Dang I got it. it. I can get. I can get it there easy. All right, here we go. Jennifer Love Hewitt was in Can't Hardly Wait with Seth Green, who was in Austin Powers with Mike Myers. Oh, who was in Wayne's World with Ed O'Neill, who was in yes. Little Giants with Devin Sawa. Yes, that boom that, that baby. Means, there might even be a quicker one, but yeah, boom. I love it. Uh, you were thinking Ed O'Neill. I was thinking of uh, why am I blanking on his name? The guy who plays the nerdy O'Shea brother, uh, Rick Moranis. Yeah, Rick Moranis. I was trying to think of Jennifer if it was in anything with him. Rick Moranis's film career was weird. He he left Hollywood. Something happened to his wife, and he yeah, like she got really sick. Voluntarily left just to raise his kids. Yeah, outside of Little Giants, the only thing I remember him from is the Honey I Shrunk the Kids. Oh, even Ghostbusters. Yeah, that's all I remember him from. But I don't I can't think of anybody else famous that was in Honey I Shrunk the Kids. Yeah. What do you think of that movie when we were young? I thought it was bizarre. It's kind of the ants were kind of scary. Yeah, the ants were terrifying. Run right into that yard of those ants. I'm going to show my kids that movie and see what they think. I think my I think my kids might like it. Give me give me one more actor and see if I can get him to Devin Sawa. All right, one more actor to Devin Sawa. How about How about uh What's what's his name? Uh, Dylan. Uh, Matt Dylan. Matt Dylan. Matt Dylan. Which the what's the Dylan that's the more famous one? Not the one in Entourage. The other Dylan brother is that Matt Dylan? Probably. Is Corey it? Dylan. No, I'm thinking Matt. Former Dylan. Bengals running back <laughs> Dylan. Okay, <laughs> Matt Dylan. Matt Dylan is in. I'm gonna get Devin Sawa to Matt Dylan. Okay. Devin Sawa has been in a movie with Jonathan Taylor Thomas, if that helps. It doesn't, actually. <laughs> okay. Devin Sawa was in Casper with Bill Pullman, mm-hmm. who was in Independence Day with Will Smith. Okay. Will Smith. Will Smith was in. Bad Boys? Yeah, but that only takes me to like Martin Lawrence. Yeah. Okay, Matt Dillon was in You, Me, and Dupree mm-hmm. with Owen Wilson. Owen Wilson. Who was the gal? In you, Me, and Dupree? Yeah. Kate Hudson. Yeah, Kate Hudson. So then we go, Kate Hudson was in How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days with Matthew McConaughey. She was also almost famous. There's a way oh, to get to oh, there. oh, oh. Was Matthew McConaughey ever with Sandra Bullock? Surely in something. Was it? I don't know. We got to get, if we can tie Sandra Bullock in, we're golden. I don't know. Oh, I got it. I got it. I got it. You ready? Here right. we go. All right. Um, How did I start this? Matt Dillon is in something about, or no, Matt Dillon is you in You Mean Dupree with Kate Hudson. Yep. Who is in How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days with Matthew McConaughey. Okay. Who is in Days and Confused with Ben Affleck. Yes. Who is in Forces of Nature with yes. Sandra Bullock. Yes. Who is in While You Were Sleeping with Bill Pullman. Who yeah. is in Casper with Devin Sawa. Nailed it. We got it. It all came together with Days and Confused. Oh, I love it. Gosh, we should play this more often. Yeah. Six Degrees of our patron saint, Devin Sawa. Yeah, everyone says Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon. Sawa's way harder. Wouldn't it be incredible if he like knew about this podcast and gave us a shout out because if we get a review no, someday, no podcast is talking about Devin Sawa no, more than us. I need to start tagging him on Twitter. Let's do it. 
it if he leaves a review someday or if i go on twitter someday and see him sharing our link and saying something i might faint he is america's greatest actor i might faint and i might go ask my sister if she has all of her old posters of him <laughs> did your sister have posters? oh him? yeah of devin sawa jonathan taylor thomas and the hansen brothers oh yeah that consumed her walls shout out leah sorry for outing you my bad next topic life goes got? on all right well I have one more link here, then we can hop into the meat of the episode, which really I think sometimes the intro is the meat. Yeah. Did you say meat? (laughs) All right. I saw this tweet the other day. I wanted to share it with you. Underrated movie villain, Uncle Frank from uh, Home Alone. Home Alone. He was a jerk. The points they made were he refuses to pay for pizza, even with a free trip to Paris ahead of him from the people ordering the pizza. He steals airplane silverware. He compares leaving a child home alone to forgetting a pair of reading glasses. And he applauded Buzz for humiliating Kevin at the Christmas concert. So terrible person. I feel like he has to be Kevin's dad's brother-in-law. There's no way yeah, he's Kevin's dad's brother. That's a good call. Because you don't stiff him on the pizza if that's your actual brother. That's a good call. This is just kind of an ungrateful brother-in-law who's clearly freeloading. Yeah, that's a good call. Yeah, no, I, I Frank was a jerk. Big time. Didn't he call Kevin a little jerk? Oh, yeah. Look what you did, you little jerk. Yeah. When he made everyone, I think he made that one nerdy cousin puke because he ate so much, drank so much Pepsi or something. Fuller? Yeah. Kieran Culkin? Yeah. Didn't he make him puke? I don't know. I just remember him saying, easy on the Pepsi, Fuller. We packed the rubber sheets. Kieran Culkin, by the way, in the show. um, Succession? Succession. Is it Succession or is it Billions? Succession. I started watching Succession. I'm just waiting for the new season to come out. He it is wild. He's good. He is his character is something. He's I, good. I will take your word for it. It's like it's a wild one of one character. I've never seen it, and you are giving zero descriptions. <laughs> he you plays, just keep saying it's something. It's one of he one. Is like, it's wild. He it's is out of this world. <laughs> it's like you haven't actually said one descriptive thing yet. He's super perverted. Uh, no loyalty. He just will chase the dollar for whoever's going to have his back with when it comes to money. He's all an awful brother. Just he plays such a creep, and he plays it well. You could not get Macaulay Culkin to Devin Sawa. Yikes! I don't know if I could. Macaulay Culkin was in Richie Rich with Sinbad. <laughs> I didn't see you going that route. <laughs> Who else was in Richie Rich? What else was Sinbad in? Yes, I don't know. Oh, wasn't Sinbad in that great movie? I should have um, said Sinbad. Where Juice? He, no, Sinbad is a, he's the the Secret Service agent of the White House, the child of the president. Is that? That, wait, that's not Richie, right? Oh no, uh, that's First Kid. First Kid, yeah, yeah, but I don't know who the kid in that movie is. Isn't that Macaulay Culkin? He no, he no. Didn't, him and Sinbad did not do two movies. Mm. Or, yeah. or, or, Boy, I just don't or think was I'm Sinbad not get. in Richie Rich at all? Was he in Richie Rich? Yeah, he was in Richie Rich. I would have gone like Macaulay Culkin to Catherine O'Hara, who's the mom in um, Home Alone. And then that gets you more to like the Christopher Guest movies, Eugene Levy, Michael McKean. Yeah. There's got to be a way there somewhere, but I couldn't probably figure it out. I will go to the lab tonight and do some digging Shit. around and I'll text you I love I, it. when I get it. I love it. All right. Well, that was an exciting intro, and uh, now we're going to do a little Christmas talk, plus I want to uh, make a decision with you on something I saw on Twitter. 
Uh, the decision first, though. I saw this link on Twitter. You told me, okay, so you, I don't know how good you'll be at this. You said you've shopped at like one of these stores ever. This is going to be a horrible conversation. I don't know anything about these stores. Yeah, we'll figure out a way to make it. This will get left on the editing room floor. I'm it sure. might. It might. So this question was posed: If you could only shop at three of these stores for the rest of your life, which are you choosing? Curve USA, whatever company that is, posted this. Your options are Target, CVS, Costco. Love Costco. Trader Joe's, Walgreens, Publix. You ever been to a Publix? No, I don't. I don't live in Florida. I went to a Publix in Florida. It's nice. Aldi, Walmart, Seven Eleven. Not sure how that made the list. Dollar Tree, Whole Foods, or Kroger. This feels more like a punishment. <laughs> I will say Target. Um, I guess Walgreens. There you go. And maybe Costco. I don't. I've never. I don't really go to Costco, but. Everybody says it's good. You would love Costco. Because? Well, um, first of all, your selections are just huge and super cheap. Big bulk, super cheap thing. In case but, you need a 50-gallon drum of syrup. Yeah. But their their selection is, like, really good. Like, their store brand stuff, Kirkland, is top-notch when it comes to food. Like, it's actually legit good stuff. It's is not, it? Wait. It's not, like, great value Walmart. I thought Kirkland was Target's generic brand no that's targets is archer farms smart something or simply something i can't remember but kirkland is costco Uh, i don't know okay target i mean target's definitely on my list no one's picking dollar tree no no one target is definitely on my list because you get clothing toiletries food um it's it's target is like if walmart went to rehab and clean their life up yeah, it really is. That's I, what Target is. I love a good Target trip. Mm-hmm. One downfall to Target, not great with the big boy clothes, but you know what? We're working out so that we don't have to do that all the rest of our life. Costco, hands down. So good with the food. So good with, I mean, they got, you know what Costco has? Costco has sturdy lawn chairs. Sturdy lawn chairs. Yeah, for a big fella like me. They have filled that gap in the market. Yeah, sturdy lawn chairs. Now... For my third, I think I might sneak in a little Whole Foods. Here's why. I'm 25% white girl. Everyone knows this. Sometimes I might just want to go get a $13, a $13 coffee or an $11 cup of yogurt. Something fancy and with all the labels of why it's so healthy for you. And I don't know. They, I, I, every now and then I, I need a little bit of that I don't know that they make a life. $13 coffee that's healthy for you. That's a good call. And all I want is a black coffee You anyway. think you're 25% white girl? Yeah. You hate Taylor Swift. You are not you are not 25% white girl. The other 75 is more powerful. No, no, you hate Taylor Swift. I do hate Taylor you Swift. You have no white girl on you at all. <laughs> Zero. It's That's a fair point. Target, Costco. Okay, how is 7-Eleven on here? When's the last time you dusted that ceiling fan? <laughs> Two years ago, probably. Good Lord. <laughs> that thing's got snow caps on it. <laughs> should see the one in my bedroom. Ay, yikes. <laughs> I know. It's been too long. Uh, I think I just uh, looked up for the first time that I've ever been here and I'm appalled. There's so much dust. It's bad. I need to get it. I need to clear the whole table first because a lot's going to fall down here that I need to suck up in the vacuum. When when Mary hears this, she is not going to be happy. No. And the sad thing is I'm like a clean freak, but I just leave the fans for some reason. Uh, I talked to your mom at school this week. She's working on another batch of Crispix. Ooh. 
Yep. Little crisp mix mix. It's probably because I ate the first three. Yeah. <laughs> so good. I can't help myself. <laughs> it's so good. How does 7-Eleven get on here over Wawa or Quickstar? What's Wawa? Joke. Wawa is an awesome gas station chain in the South. Went to one when I was in Florida. Place is amazing. Like the cleanest, just most... It, you almost don't feel like you're in a gas station. Quick stars are pretty good for that. Quick stars, no goated. wait. The greatest gas station of all time is Quick Star, and we're getting one. Is, is Quick Star the K W I K? Yes. Yeah, that one's good. Yeah, you're thinking Quick Trip. Yeah, Q U I K. That's no good. Yeah, Quick Star is. You could like grocery shop at Quick Star. Yeah, yeah. Quick Star is like it's more than a gas station. It's an experience. Yeah, and it's I love like a it. Small general store. Gosh, I love Quick Star so much. All right. Well, I'm glad we shored that up. I don't think anyone would ever choose Walmart over Target. Um, if you have wood paneling on your walls, you might. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Sorry for those of you that have wood paneling. But you're not wrong. No. Stereotypes are stereotypes for a reason. There's yep. a large group of people out there proving them. That's how they became stereotypes. <laughs> but there's lots of people that are also breaking them. But they yep. do exist for a reason. Yes, they do. All right. Well, Christmas is right around the corner. I am very happy about that. Big Christmas guy. Are you a big Christmas guy, Burke? Mm-hmm. Gosh, I mean, the music, I, I'm not going to lie. I start listening to Christmas music halfway through November, probably. I don't really listen to Christmas music, but I don't mind it. But yeah. I, I'm not like, I don't choose to listen to it. Yeah, I just love everything about it. My it, problem with Christmas music is we're just playing the same ones. Nobody's like. Nobody's really writing Christmas music. Like, as much as Michael Buble and those guys are trying, they're just re recording the old stuff. Yeah. The, probably the sweet spot for that Christmas music was probably right around the 50s and 60s. That's when they were actually coming out with some new bangers. You know, can imagine the first time somebody heard like Jingle Bell Rock. Oh, they're yeah. Probably like, holy crap. Did you hear this Jingle Bell Rock? Yep. Now, like, when's the last time you heard a Christmas song for the first time and was like, Wow, that's going to be like in the pantheon. That's going to be in the canon of all-time great Christmas songs. It doesn't happen. No. Maybe with Pentatonix. No. Acapella <laughs> music is not good. <laughs> I like it. For <laughs> When I see people geek out about like acapella, I just want to be like, wait till you hear instruments. It's going to blow your yeah. mind. They are Acap- using their instruments. It's called their voices, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> Acapella would be super awesome if you crashed on a deserted island and all your instruments were destroyed and that's all you had. But like <laughs> it to me to me acapella is someone being like, "Oh my gosh, I just love water. It tastes so good." It's like it doesn't. It's fine that you like it, but don't tell me it's better than non-water drinks. Mm-hmm. Like you can tell me it's better for you, but don't tell me it's better than non-water drinks. That's asinine it's insane so you're saying you're not impressed that i've seen tonic solfa in concert like 15 times in my life no i don't want to go to an acapella concert or rockapella i I saw them once too that's even worse (laughs) because they think they're the bad boys of acapella (laughs) and nothing could be dorkier than rockapella a little edgier (laughs) just listen to a band yep (laughs) let's cut through the garbage here all right well, speaking of Christmas music, we're gonna we're gonna do a Christmas songs draft. <laughs> okay, let's do it. I love Christmas so much. Uh, I just want a, a quick note. All of my favorite Christmas songs are actually probably like worship Christmas songs, but we're just gonna draft. I mean, I guess you can draft what you want. Mary, did you know? <laughs> yeah, 
Pentatonix is a great version of that. <laughs> Give me a break. I'm just going to draft like bangers that people have heard of that I also love. I'm with you. A lot of the old songs, it's boring, but there's some good ones. Imagine, imagine you're at like, this is just random. This song has been stuck in my head lately. Imagine the lights go down. You're at an Elvis concert. The snow is like lightly falling outside. He just steps up to that mic Elvis? and says, uh, I'll have a blue Christmas without you. What a great song. All right. I'm going to write our picks down here right, as we, we go. get five. Yep. We get five snake draft. Okay. Uh, you want to go first? Sure. I'll let you go first. I'm taking Jingle Bell Rock. Dang. Burke's going Jingle Bell Rock. I went real geeky and I wrote down the version I like, like who sang it even. Okay. I'm not going to do that, but go ahead. Um, I had Jingle Bell Rock on my list and I had, I lied. I didn't have it on my list. I'm an idiot. All right. My first one in the 2002 Christmas song draft, Spirit of Christmas by Ray Charles. Okay. I've never heard that song. Christmas is the time of year. It's the song that's playing when Chevy Chase is in the attic watching the reels and Christmas oh, vacation. Okay. That's a good song. I love that song so much. Wow. Did not leave myself a lot of room to write my picks. That's okay. The audience can't see it. <laughs> so you can just literally write in the margins. What's your number two pick? Oh, shoot. I go back to back. Number two. Mm. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. In sync. Okay. Love that one so much. Happy holidays. Yep. Merry Christmas. What was my first pick? Jingle Bell Rock. Okay, my number two pick is Rockin' Around the Christmas Tree. Gosh, what a good song. Um, yes, sir. My third pick is going to be Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas. Solid. All right. Adam Pedersen, third pick. I'm going to go with White Christmas by the Drifters. Okay. You just like Home Alone. I do love Home Alone, but man, back in the day, you'd be like all your friends are home from college. You, we were all like up at scooters. I'd throw on White Christmas by the Drifters on the jukebox and just light the place on fire with some karaoke. I love it so much. I, I, I am dreaming. Okay. Oh, shoot. I have another pick to make. You do? Man. Oh, Holy Night by the Trans-Siberian Orchestra. Okay. I love their version of it. I do not enjoy Trans-Siberian Orchestra. Ooh, really? But you are allowed to enjoy them. I enjoy a lot of things that people don't like. It's just the way it goes in life. I got my last two picks ready. All right, buddy. Merry Christmas. Here's to many more. Ooh, what's that? Um, Matt Tsen wrote it from Reliant K. That's awesome. I think I need to listen to that. Their whole Christmas album is really, really good. I need to listen. You never heard their Christmas album? I don't think so. Which shocks me because I love Reliant K and I love it's Christmas. Called "Let It Snow, Baby, Let It Rain, Dear." <laughs> that's clever. My that that was my fourth pick. Yeah, I okay. like a little play on words. I'm gonna go with an absolute classic. Okay, Angels We Have Heard on High. Nice. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. That's. That's my classic Christmas carol. All right. You want to sing it for the crowd right now? Um, should, no. we go, should we go caroling? No. And get all dressed <laughs> up in Christmas cloaks and stuff? 
Christmas cloaks. I don't know. Is that what they wear? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> a cloak feels very subversive. It feels evil. <laughs> nobody, nobody good ever wears a cloak. Oh. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Probably because of <clears throat> cloak and dagger. What's your What's your last pick, man? Or yeah, you got to get. What's your fifth pick? Wow. My fifth pick and the final pick of the draft. Ba-do, ba-do, do, do. What a great song. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, Dreaming. Uh, what? Mm. Santa Claus is coming to town by the Jackson Five. Oh, see, I was going to go the Bruce Springsteen version. Both. The great. Bruce Springsteen one is very good. Both great. Man, uh, I you, love that. You know what would have been like a great Springsteen? <laughs> if okay, if you know anything about Bruce Springsteen and the, and how he is at concerts and what he what he talks about and sings yeah. about, surprised he's not like this is a song about. How Santa's toy factory got shut down by the <laughs> in the Rust Belt and just trying to make it out of this one horse town. Two, three, four. Yeah, man. Springsteen's always singing about like the Rust Belt and how like yep. you got nothing to lose, man. <laughs> yeah, he should have written one of those songs about like Santa's elves are out of work. They all got laid off and <laughs> they're all down in their luck, but they're coming back. Oh, shoot. Speaking of pentatonics, they do a wonderful rendition of "Oh Come All You Faithful." It gets very like exciting. Like I bet it sounds like everybody else that sings it. That's rude. <laughs> uh, They're just singing it. Another honorable mention: uh, "What Christmas Means to Me" by Hanson. Great song. I don't know if I know that. You know what I have at my house right now. I have a new kids on the block vinyl Christmas album at my house right now. How long have you owned that? <laughs> long time. That's fantastic. Yeah. They're you all should... like on a toboggan together on the front. You should take it to one of their concerts on their tour right now and have them sign it. Um, I'd have to go to a new kids on the block concert. I don't want to do that. <laughs> I'm going to spend money on the con- on a concert. I'm going to go to a, a band I really want to see. I tell you what, I see videos on TikTok that people post of the new kids tour and it's it's a little cringeworthy. It's honestly. a little sad. Yeah. It's a little sad. Mostly too because if we're going to be totally honest, the catalog is very thin. Yeah, the new kids on the block. These they were pioneers. They walked so that Backstreet and Insync could run. Yep. But Backstreet Backstreet and Insync are like way better. Mm-hmm. But I mean, we need to respect NKOTB because, like I said, Trailblazers. Trailblazers. Um, but their their music is not. I mean, they have like two or three songs. That's yeah. it. And like Donnie Wahlberg is doing like really like risque strip teases, and he's like what fifty five? Is he? He's, he's like in tight leather pants, and he's like showing skin and stuff. It's because he thinks he's the bad boy of the group. That's oh, so weird. Yeah, yeah. Uh, did you know that In Sync and the Backstreet Boys, some of them combined, their group is called Back In Sync, and they are on going on tour. I will bet my life that Justin Timberlake is not within a hundred miles of that. He's not. He is, <laughs> he very is not. the most talented one of all of those combined. Yeah, it's Joey Fatone, Chris Kirkpatrick. Chris Kirkpatrick is it AJ Style? Wait, that's a wrestler. AJ, AJ Klein. It's AJ. It's like AJ. Wait, that's a football player. Isn't it like AJ McLean? Maybe I think of AJ there McCarron. It is. AJ McLean. McLean. Okay. Yep. And Lance Bass and Bass. One, oh, my bad. And one other person I can't remember who is it. Howie. Or be. Brian. It's three Backstreet Boys and two in. Is it the tall one that always looked like he was fifteen years older, Kevin? <laughs> Kevin, is that Kevin Federline? No. Oh, 
it's um yeah kevin yeah, was the one that had a little pirate mustache goatee yes. combo and backstreet no it's not him what i don't know brian was the short one i have to search for their video the, the short little cute one in backstreet mm, little cutie he was like definitely like the the opposite of the heartthrob yep. i was was it you guys i texted yesterday or two days ago i was watching backstreet boy video came up on the like a youtube mix i don't think so and it just cracks me up that like aj was supposed to be the bad boy of backstreet and like he's just such a dork yeah i think i might text a different friend and i go aj was nobody's favorite in backstreet nobody's he's really scrawny and he has like the tiny mustache but because he had some tattoos and wore like fedoras at stupid angles they (laughs) were like this guy's the bad boy and it's like he always wore those like like pink like pink shaded sunglasses or yeah that were really tiny and like the size of his retina yeah and there's just nobody that was afraid of him. He's no. just not a good bad boy. Now, can I share something that might be somewhat embarrassing for me? Yeah, please. If I had the opportunity, if a genie presented itself and said, you have one wish, I, I will grant you one wish or one opportunity, I think I would want to go back and like be one of the Backstreet Boys or NSYNC people just to experience the weirdness of being like an adult man in a group like that and also seeing like complete psychoticness happening in the crowd as these people like worship to you for four years. Don't you think that'd be fascinating to experience? I don't know what to make of what you just said. <laughs> Wouldn't it be fascinating um, to be a member of InSync? You get one <laughs> wish and this is what you're going to do. <laughs> Maybe I should have put some stipulations around the wish. Yeah, there's... <laughs> I thought you were going to go a totally different route. I thought you were going to want to be one of the Baja men. <laughs> oh, man. I have a great Baja men story that I will tell you when we are not recording. Okay. Because it is. I do not want to talk about so, it on a mic. There is not a lot of people who have Baja men stories. I've got a to, couple. To be fair. <laughs> i got a couple in the old arsenal. Uh, all right. Time for some 90s quick hitters. I have two. First of all, do you remember the I Spy books? Yeah, of course. Yeah. I always loved when the I Spy books would come out with their Christmas versions. I didn't own any I Spy books, but I remember them at the library. Yeah, the and library. I remember like all my elementary classrooms had them. Yep. I always never owned them, would go to the library. I just, I don't know, something about being around Christmas time and going, busting open the new Christmas themed I Spy book and sitting down and trying to find the stuff. I loved it so much. When you were a kid, was Christmas break always involving puzzles? Hmm. I feel like that's like a thing. What did I do on Christmas? I just feel like there was during Christmas break, there was always like a thousand piece puzzle out on the dining room table, which was in a room we didn't eat in. It was just like another room that had a table. We only used it when we had like big family gatherings and we had extra space. But because we didn't use that table, like it was the puzzle was just out and you would just like work on it randomly over the course of the whole Christmas break. My sister and I would do puzzles. My mom would help. Yeah. We played a lot of skip bow as a family. Loved the game Skipbo. You know what card game I hate is Phase 10. I'm not a big Phase 10 that guy either. That game is terrible. Yeah, I'm not a big Phase 10 guy. It's one of those games where you're like a th- maybe a fourth of the way through it, and you're like, I hate this. I don't. Why do I have to keep going? Can somebody just win? Yeah. Like, Dumb. It's just not a fun game. Nah, to me, it's not real cards. No, I, some people pull that out. Some families are like, yes, Phase 10. And it's like, we're going to get crazy. It's like, yeah. You guys don't even know what good games are. Yep. I'm sorry. Phase 10 is really bad. <laughs> yep. Skipbo, I don't even know. I've heard of it. I don't know what it is. Is it like Uno? Oh. Is that what I, did I say Skipbo? You said Skipbo. Yeah. 
Skipmo is it's it's kind of like Uno. It's a elevated version of Uno. It's in a more it's in a more adult version. Why can't I say it's a more? Why am I saying it's in a more? It's a more adult version. Hits your high like <laughs> pizza pie. That's a more. Baby. It's a more adult version of Uno. I don't know how to explain it though. It's fun. I, I don't even know what that means. A more adult version of Uno. It's still like a kid's card game. Yeah, I don't know why I said that. <laughs> it's fun though. Did you ever play Racco? No. My grandpa really liked that game. I don't like it. Um, not because I mean I liked playing with my grandpa, but like it's just kind of a frustrating game. Yeah. It's, you just have to get your cards in order, and everybody has this little like rack in front of them that holds the cards upright. Mm. And what is nice about it is it's a completely mindless game. Like you can have a totally in depth conversation while you're playing because there's almost no strategy involved whatsoever. Huh. So yeah, Racco was one of those games. Did you ever play Rummy Cube? Oh yeah. Yeah, we had a copy of. Have that. I been calling it wrong my whole life? I've What'd been calling call? it Rummy Cub. Uh, we always called it Rummy Cube. Huh. Well, I'll just go with your version. Rummy Cub. You guys seem more studied. Well, it more it, learned. It does end with K U B. You guys seem more learned. Yeah, but I feel like if you're spelling it, if you're spelling it that way, it should be Cube. Yeah, maybe I'm wrong, but we always called it Rummy Cube. Eh, we're gonna call it that then. You know, the '70s and '80s were an interesting time as a board game connoisseur. Games like Racco, they're all they've all been invented. You mm-hmm. have to in, you have to really get creative to come up with a new game now. But you look back at some of these old games and you're like, man, I could have made a killing back in like the 50s designing board games. They're so simple. Yeah. Half of them are like draw a card, move along a path. Like they're so easy. <laughs> yeah. And people loved them. Well, we didn't know any better. Yeah, we didn't. We did not know. We sure better. know better now. Yep. That's for darn sure. I have one more 90s quick hitter okay that i'm not sure if you'll be able to relate to but i can it was in the 90s at the peak of kenny g's career kenny g would come out kenny with g's a, still peaking oh well kenny g would come out with those new christmas jazz songs and i loved it my mom loved him my mom would always have kenny g going in the stereo around the house while we were doing stuff over christmas working on stuff in the house whatever it was and i just really grew to like that kenny g music i was more of a yanni guy Mm. I I not a bad choice. I know Kenny G played the alto sax. Is that what it was? I believe so. What's the straight one? And he did it. A great Is that a soprano job. sax or an alto sax? The straight one. I think it's alto. I think you're right. Yeah, like the little snake charmer one. Yep. Yeah, the little <laughs> snake charmer one. Didn't Kenny G? Wasn't he able to like hold one note for hours because he figured out how to breathe in through his nose and out through his mouth simultaneously? Wow! If he did. I would like to be taught that. Because Norm MacDonald made a joke about it on Weekend Update once where he said, Kenny G set a record for holding one note for like two hours. And he goes, and it's almost as bad as listening to him play different notes for two hours. <laughs> it was like a classic dry Norm MacDonald joke. Oh, that's good. Now, I can't say I ever listened to a Kenny G album. My wife's family has this tradition of putting on the Bonanza Christmas album like on christmas morning bonanza like the show yeah they don't like sit around and listen to it like hey let's all stare at the speakers it's just like a tradition that the cd gets put on as their opening presents huh that's an awesome and, like tradition. we all have copies of this cd at our house i've never heard of that before huh well all mm-hmm. right all right you got anything else um i don't I like that chipmunks christmas song mm. 
wasn't what's that line like yep that's such a good little (laughs) yeah oh man that's great all right well that was a crisp clean little hour perfect right just mm, it's gonna hit those eardrums just in a beautiful way for people people listening listen on their drives to family christmas if they have to travel to another state maybe i hope so we need to go get some bbq and watch a movie yes we do i'm gonna be for the first time ever watching is the count of monte cristo that's correct with treasured actor jim caviezel and guy pierce yep and then you will have to report back on the next pod what you thought of it yes sir i will do that uh all right let me do some plugs here check us out on spotify and apple just search for back roads and bonfires uh facebook tiktok tiktok is my name at official adam betterson facebook you can search for back roads and bonfires instagram Look for Backroads and Bonfires on Instagram. I share a lot of videos on there, promo and episodes, and uh, some fun stuff on TikTok as well. And also, like I mentioned earlier, YouTube. The fourth video on my YouTube channel will be coming out next week, early next week. I went to Buena Vista University campus, interviewed students, asking them Christmas questions, and a fun few little shenanigans in between there. Uh, so you should check that out. Subscribe to all the stuff, like all the stuff, share it all. Let's just blow this baby up. Um, that's all I've got. Uh, until next time. Oh, by the way, Ryan and I are going to be doing a little research, and we're going to be coming up with a best of episode. I think we're going to put out to start the new year. So look forward to that. All the spots that made your gut hurt from laughing in one episode. That would be. That's going to be fun. Yep. And if you don't want to help, I'll do it by myself. I can help. (laughs) All right. Well, until next time, uh, I hope you have a blessed snowy day out there wherever you are. And for those of you in warmer areas, good on you. That's all I got. Hot, hot.